On March 31, 1995, 23-year-old Selena Quintanilla Perez was shot and killed at a motel in Corpus Christi, Texas. Although her life was tragically cut short, the Queen of Tejano's pitch-perfect songs, high-energy performances, radiant fashion sense, and warm personality catapulted her into a beloved icon who became one of the most enduring figures in Latino music. So we're back with Rockabye's podcast. I'm going to say my name, Melissa, because my neighbor gave me trouble last last week or a week before last because he said, you don't say your name. So Melissa there, I said it. And I have, I'm back with my one and only, actually the other one isn't here. The dy- Half of the dynamic duo isn't here because he decided to go golfing. Like that's more important than this. <laughs> Nothing's more important than Selena. Try to tell him. But Megzy is back. Hi. And then we have a special guest. It won't be your last. No. I promise you. And it's Janice. Hey. I call it Janice, but it's Janice. <laughs> Actually, Megan, this is you again because it was your idea to do Selena and it was a, like, a great idea again. Um, and the amazing thing about it is she was born on Easter Sunday and we're taping this the day before Easter. Four days after her birthday. Mm-hmm. Actually, today is the 19th, right? 20th. 20th, four days after her yeah. birthday. Her birthday was April 16th, um, 1971. Easter baby. Easter baby. She was born on Easter Sunday. And, you know, this is a special one because like the Aaliyah, I mean, you couldn't find anybody as warm and nice and beautiful. Vibrant. vibrant. <laughs> yes, we were best, we've been Just using that line. She is vibrant. She's a firecracker too, but in the nicest way. Yeah. Like, I don't think anybody ever talked about her losing her temper or anything. I, I couldn't find anything, even when I did my homework. So I guess you two decided to watch the movie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it had a reaction. Yeah, we both started bawling, <laughs> <laughs> sobbing like we knew her. I know. Don't you feel like you know her? And that movie was made maybe, they probably filmed it maybe about a year after she died, and it came out in 1997. I think it's great because they catch they capture all the feelings. They capture the feeling at the mm-hmm. moment. So you guys are going to be old pro once we go through the whole <laughs> um, outline. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a weird thing that happened. I, I got to tell the listeners, last night I had told Janice and Megan I was so stressed out because my whole outline, like, I only had, like, bits and pieces, and my computer froze up, and then I couldn't get my outline that I had worked on yesterday from, like, 5 a.m. to, like, 7. It just went out the door, and I had to do everything. And I was like, but I found some great information. And then I got up this morning at 4.30, and it's like, you can do this. You know, think of Mr. Rogers and just do it. <laughs> Mr. Rogers makes me feel good whenever I'm like, man, I feel good. So that, made, that gave me impetus. So as a, I give a beginning quote that might kind of encompass their life. It's normally from all over the place. I pick things from, like for Left Eye, I had this like French author that I picked about her, um, where it talked, the French author talked about living out loud. And so this one is a famous author as well. And she said, and this is what made me think of Selena. She said, my mission in life is not to merely survive, 
but to thrive and to do so with some passion, some compassion, some humor, and some style. And then she said, I love to see a young girl go out and grab the world by the labels. Life's a bitch. You've got to go out and kick ass. And that actually made me feel good. That like cheered me up actually yesterday. And that quote, you want to take a stab? You want to know who it is? You know what? I'll give you a clue. She wrote, I know why the cage bird sings. Maya Angelou. Maya Angelou. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's what Selena did. She went out and just grabbed the, you know, world by the labels and just really lived so much in she those 23 years. No. None. And she was so such a seasoned professional by probably age 10. You know what I mean? So let's get started. Let's get started. Let's, let's do, do it. it. Let's do it. Selena Quintanilla. She, she didn't have a middle name. I think Selena is enough of a statement. <laughs> yes, exactly right. Was born on Easter Sunday, April 16th, 1971 in Lake Jackson, Texas. She was the youngest and third child of Abraham Jr. and Marcella Quintanilla. And here's the crazy part. Before her birth, her parents were just so convinced that they were going to have a boy that they only picked out a boy name. And the boy name was Mark Anthony. And at, the, and at the same time, Marcella had a roommate as Lady Foster giving birth. And she was so convinced that she was going to give birth to a girl that she only picked out a girl name. And the girl name was Selena. Hmm. So then everybody's born, and Selena, the girl, comes to Marcella and Abraham, and then the other lady gives birth to a boy. So they had a discussion in the room and switched up the name. Huh. So there's a Mark Anthony walking around who was born around the same time, maybe on the same day, as Selena, and they took the Selena name. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Hmm. That's not the Mark Anthony. That, not the Mark Anthony, <laughs> no. He's a little older. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, there's a Mark Anthony that was born around that same time, and maybe his mom is giving him a good story about it. So Abraham returned to his job as a shipping clerk and tow motor operator for the Dow Chemical Company. However, Abraham's true passion was music, and you probably saw it in the film, mm -hmm. because during the 1960s, he was a member of the band Los Dino, mm -hmm. Dinos. Hoy te iba a querer, pero me arrepentí. La luna me is it Dinos? Dinos. Dinos. Los Dinos, who were regionally successful, but in addition to singing in the group, he was in charge of negotiating the contracts for the group. Uh, however, when Abraham settled down and got married, he left the band and took the job with Dow Chemical, and the band broke up in 1974. And see, now, I guess Janice could do contracts, you know, musical contracts. He wasn't a lawyer, though, like you. <laughs> so Selena was raised in the Jehovah's Witness faith, and she was very happy-go-lucky even as a kid. You didn't know that, huh? Mm, they they did not know that. Yeah. No wonder they didn't show any birthday parties on the movie. Right. No. Wow. Wow. That's right. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. There still are, too. And she was a very happy-go-lucky, very active and athletic kid. She could just as easily play ball with the boys and play dolls with the girls. In her childhood, she discovered her two main lifelong passions. 
She loved fashion, number one. In fact, she designed an outfit for one of her dolls. And two, she loved singing. So this is what happened. Her dad, I'm just going to just go off the cuff because I now I know the story really well. Her brother, A.B., got a bass guitar for his birthday. And there was a little bit of sibling rivalry because the dad started teaching A.B. how to play bass guitar. So Selena was like, oh, well, I'm not to be ignored up in this joint. So she found her dad's old songbook. And she waited for him when he came home from work one day, and she greeted him with some songs. That's how she. That's how um, he knew she can sing, cause and he said that she had pitch perfect, and you can hear it. You hear by the time she has no. She never had any vocal lessons. That's what's so amazing. No vocal lessons. No dance lessons. She was pure talent. Did you know what you wanted to be when you were a kid, Janice? I thought I wanted to be an astronaut. <laughs> You still changed. got time. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> what about you, Megan? Not seven. No, I did not. I don't think I did. I, I thought remember. I wanted to be a stewardess when I was like 12. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I was so obsessed with stewardesses. Wait, but it says this is for his birthday. But do they not celebrate birthdays? Oh, yeah. So that's what maybe I read. They so maybe to have a childhood. And, and you know what? Maybe the, the, what I read got that wrong. Okay. So he got a gift. He he was he given got a, a gift. bass guitar and yeah. she wanted to as also some be part type of, it. of gift. Okay. Maybe not for birthday or Christmas because okay. they, yeah, they were chosen. That's a Maybe very like, good we question. Don't need birthdays to get gifts. Yeah. yeah, I'm just gonna give it to you. Yeah, and he started teaching them how to play, and so that's when she got in on the action by singing. So the kids' musical talents came in handy when, in the early 1980s, Abraham quit his job at Dow Chemical and opened his own Mexican restaurant named Papagayos. There was a small dance floor wherein local bands could perform, so he created a house band. The house band was his kids, and they were the Los Dinos. So so Selena's sister, Suzette, played the drums, and A.B. played the bass guitar, and Selena was the lead singer as a little kid. Abraham at home, back at home, covered the garage walls at home with carpeting and turned the space into a soundproof studio so that the kids could rehearse, rehearse, which they did all the time. Which I'm kind of amazed that they took to it like water off a duck's back. Mm -hmm. Like they didn't, there was no like resistance. Well, in the movie they portray that differently. What'd they say? The kids were like I annoyed. Play outside. Yeah, they're like, we don't want to do this. Why are you making us do this? We don't want to play. They probably did that too. At first, he I made mean, them kids have their moments when they just want to be kids and kind of like the Jacksons. Yeah, even if you love what you're doing. The only thing is, he was probably more loving than Joe Jackson. Because you know, Joe Jackson, <laughs> it came with a whip or something mm-hmm. like that, and Abraham wasn't that way. He was just trying to convince them and make them do the rehearsal. Yeah. And when uh, Selena was nine years old, the band made their debut at Papagayo's. Did they bring up Papagayo's? Yes. In the, yeah. That they were there and that they lost everything. Mm-hmm. She sang La Bamba. Did they, did they have her singing La Bamba? Influenced by Afro-Mexican and Spanish flamenco rhythms, the song La Bamba is an 18th century folk song that originally came from the Mexican state of Veracruz. La Bamba also refers to a dance performed mainly at weddings, even today. Richie Valens' 1958 recording of the song is the best-known version. 
Not only did Richie's version top the Billboard charts, it has ranked consistently as one of the greatest rock and roll songs of all time. In 2001, Richie was posthumously inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. In 2019, the Library of Congress selected Richie's version of La Bamba for preservation in the National Recording Registry as culturally, historically, and aesthetically significant. I don't think they did. No. But they had her singing. Yeah. Was it at the restaurant? Mm Mm-hmm. I might have to watch the movie again. You have to. I know. Soon after, there was an oil crisis in Texas, and the Papagayo's business fell into bankruptcy. And the Quintanillas had to sell their house, and they were almost practically homeless. Um, It was a very difficult period for them. Abraham changed jobs often, and the family had to move numerous times. Finally, Abraham returned back to Corpus Christi, Texas, where his relatives were, and just to get back on his feet, he temporarily worked with one of his brothers who owned a truck rental business. But I want to say Abraham had a really, he had a, he was an entrepreneur. He had a really entrepreneurial spirit because he didn't like working for anybody. And I guess he thought, you know what? I believe in my kids and Miss Los Dinos. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, we're going to make this a family enterprise. So he set about teaching his kids, which probably was in the film, his English-speaking kids, how to sing in Spanish and encouraged them to play Tejano music compositions, which at the time, um, and may still be, a male-dominated music genre. They talked about that. Mm-hmm. It's also considered, you know, Tex-Mex music. That's what Tejano is. Tejano music, or Tex-Mex music, was created in Texas in the 19th century. It is a blend of mariachi, R&B, Mexican, cumbia, folk, and polka. In fact, the accordion, a popular instrument that's used in polka, is also a popular instrument used by Tejano musicians. And he was the manager, and he worked as the sound engineer. Um, Selena's mom, Marcella, made the meals and worked the lights during the performance. And Abraham bought and refurbished an old bus that they called Big Bertha, in which they all toured around. They probably talked about that in the movie, around the state with their dog. And it had no power steering. It had no heating, no air conditioning, no running water, no electricity, no restroom, and the windows would not go down. So to oh, take they that... They glamorized it more I in know, the film. they really glamorized it. Yeah. A little bit. I mean, to take that type of risk on your kids, that's big. Mm-hmm. That's they, really big. Well, they're yeah. young. like they're. Yeah. I mean, you know, anyway, yeah. And often, you know, sometimes at, and in the afternoons or evening, maybe on Sundays, he would take the family out for drives around the fancy neighborhoods of Corpus Christi, and he would point at one of the mansions, and he would encourage Selena and, and the siblings and say, you know, we're going to have, one day we're, you're going to have it all, and don't give up. Don't give up. So I think that that was pretty cool. So from the age of 10 and on, Selena spent her childhood touring around the state of Texas as the lead singer of Los Dinos and Big Bertha, and many times where they ate and often slept there as well. Uh, they performed at nightclubs, bars, birthday parties, weddings, quinceañeras. You know what a quinceañera is? Oh, yeah. Been you know what it is, too? Mm-hmm. I've never been to one, but I know what they are. I've been to one. Tell, tell, tell the kids what a quinceañera is. A quinceañera is a celebration of a Latina girl's 15th birthday. Right. Mm-hmm. Almost kind of like a bat mitzvah. 
but like they're a, 13 mm-hmm. instead mm-hmm. of 15. Exactly. Yeah. Or like a sweet 16. And it's really tradition. elaborate. Yes, right. very sweet 16 is very elaborate too. Like mm-hmm. they have gowns and stuff. And mm-hmm. um, I went to one where she came out in like a Barbie doll box. It was kind of oh, cool. Wow. Yeah, it's Jeez. serious business. It's just as expensive as a bat mitzvah. So, you know, the family had no other source of income, and literally they sang for their meals. Like, that's crazy. Sometimes they barely had enough money for gas. Mm -hmm. It's hard for adult bands, and it was even harder getting bookings for bands whose members were kids, Uh, especially with a little girl as the lead singer. And this is why I think she was so polished by the time she became just a teenager. I mean, but that must be stressful. That -hmm. must be very stressful to be in that position. You're a kid, and you've got to help your family keep a roof over their head. I know. I mean, the gr- the great thing is that he was with them always. He didn't leave them, you know, mm-hmm. to be going over here and over there. He was with them all the it time. It was a family affair. For it sure. was completely a family affair. They only had each other. Yeah, they surely did. So around 1983, Selena began going to West Oso Junior High School. All of her teachers remembered her as a sweet, intelligent a very engaging teen. <clears throat> Miss Garcia, her American history teacher, said that Selena came in one day and said that she had recorded her first record and asked Miss Garcia if she would like one of her records. And Miss Garcia was like, of course, yes. Selena, Selena proudly came in with the record the next day and handed it to Miss Garcia and said, that'll be $5. <laughs> so she was savvy like her dad. <laughs> she had signed, they had signed with Freddie Records and had recorded an album or were in the midst of recording an album called Selena y Los Dinos, which was released in 1984. Selena had wanted to record English language songs, but Abraham kept them focused uh, on the Tejano music path. And also being that they were so young, you know, she stood out. They stood out in the field, I think. And it was a really smart move because they started gaining some professional momentum and became a good little local band that people love. And there was a price, though, because due to her local absences, mainly on Fridays and Mondays, Selena's grades started slipping, and she was often tired even when she came to class. So her seventh-grade teacher, Miss Greer, voiced her concerns to Abraham, and he disagreed with her and told Miss Greer to mind her own business. And she threatened to report him to the Texas Board of Education. Soon after that, he just took Selena out of school and enrolled in her well-known correspondence courses out of Chicago. And Abraham probably never imagined that he would cross paths with Miss Greer again. She, in fact, she went, Miss Greer, went and became a key court witness and testified in defense of Yolanda Saldivar, wow. who was accused. She sure did. What? So she must have been smarting. Wow. <laughs> I'm really confused. Okay. Did become a key court witness. I think to prove that he was overbearing type of personality. And so they brought her up there to... Okay, it's one thing to say that you're overbearing, right. but to testify in the defense of someone who sh- murdered her? Exactly. You are out of your mind. Yes, she did. Shame on her. Sorry. Yes, Miss Greer. Yep, she sure did. Whatever happened to that lady? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> really, though. Yeah, Miss Greer did. She was a key court witness. Around 1983 or 1984, Selena and Los Dinos made their TV debut on a popular South Texas television show, The Johnny Canales Show. 
The exposure added to the band's growing popularity and garnered Selena and the band legions of new fans. Selena spent a great deal of her career combating a lot of sexism um, in the Tejano music industry, a lot. Because she was a female lead singer of a Tejano band, she was often denied jobs, criticized for being in the male-dominated genre. They touch on that a little bit. Her mom said that women don't succeed. In Tejano music? And there was some guy they were talking to, the dad was talking to, Abraham mm-hmm. was. was. Yeah. Like, She's a woman. Mm-hmm. And Dang. Yeah, like privately, Selena wasn't around. Yeah, when I saw that, I'm like, what? It's crazy. So in 1987, 16-year-old Selena received the Tejano Music Award for Female Entertainer of the Year, and she would win this uh, honor eight more years in a row. Probably, I don't think anybody else has probably ever done that. Yeah. Yeah. In 1988, at the age of 17, she earned a high school diploma from the American School of Correspondence. And I read this was also accepted at Louisiana State University, but I also read somewhere that she enrolled at Pacific Western University, taking up business administration. But I don't know if she finished, and I don't know if that really happened. But here's where this is going to get good for you, Megan. You ready? I'm ready. The amazing part about this information was I happened to be looking it up, and just a few days ago, we already said it was her 48th birthday, and it was announced on her 48th birthday that beginning in the spring of 2020, San Diego State University mm-hmm. will be offering a college course about Selena. Yeah, I actually what? just read that. Yeah, called, Sel- good. called Selena and Latin X uh, Media Representation and would be taught by Professor of Journalism and Media Studies, Nathan Rodriguez. You're from San Diego State University. I would have taken that class if I was there. Five seconds. Just saying. <laughs> what about you? Long overdue. Would oh, you have taken it too? Wouldn't that been definitely. awesome? That would have been really cool. I know. Nathan announced it on his Facebook, and he said, this is so exciting and personal to me. I grew up with Selena. I learned how to dance to Selena. Um, I learned how to speak Spanish through her songs. She also showed me that there's not one specific way to be Latino, Tejano, or Mexicano. Spanish wasn't my first language either, and as a fellow Tejano, Selena helped me connect with both my Mexican heritage and my Tejano American home. I love her. Oh, that's very sweet. So I'm sure that class is going to get filled up in oh, five I'm seconds. Sure. So at this time, this girl started developing her fashion sense and people don't know she purchased clothes but she created her own style a lot of that stuff she created it on her own um she would put the victoria's secret bras together but she put stones and crystals and beads on stuff she created her own midriff bearing costumes which became elaborate as she got older um the chauffeur caps you know that she made a big deal with the chauffeur cap with the little um oh, midriff yeah, bear- yeah. And I want to say her style was sexy, but it still looked wholesome. I think because she covered up everything. And she instinctively knew how to use makeup and accessories without looking vulgar. I think that's what made her so awesome. She watched it. Was tasteful. It, yeah, it was tasteful. tasteful. And I think she was just something wholesome about her smile. And I don't know. She it was didn't just, have any intent behind it, it to be, oh, he was not having it. <laughs> her dad? Dad was not thrilled when she yeah, there's I read a scene in that he, film where yeah. she had a jacket on over one of her like before, a bustier yes and she just whips it off and her dad was doing something else and looks up and just has a cow like he was like what is she wearing? Oh, I'm sure he did I'm sure he did um 
she washed her diet and drank gallons of water with uh, lemon juice. That was her thing. In 1989, Selena and Los Dinos were performing at a nightclub in San Antonio when Jose Bejar, the president of EMI Latin Records, came up to her after the show. And it just so happens, it's not like he went to the show. He's happened to be visiting the area. He was in town, and he's walking past the nightclub. And like, why are those people surrounding her like that? Like, what's that about? And he, the fan, he said there's fans is high spirit caught his attention to which he came in and introduced himself. Selena would sign a solo contract with um, with EMI Latin and release her self-titled solo debut album in 1989. Shortly thereafter, Abraham's company Q Productions signed a contract with EMI Latin to produce recordings in Spanish. Eventually, EMI would release, you know, we all, we're going to go through each one of them, but they would release five successful albums by her and Los Dinos that would generate millions in five years. It's sad that we we already got five years. Mm-hmm. So during this time in the late 1980s, she also became the official spokesperson for Coca-Cola in Texas, and it would stay with her. That, that endorsement would be with her till she died. Um, she was featured in multiple commercials for them, which were filmed in both Spanish and English. She also had endorsement deals with AT&T and Southwest and Bell. Because she had a young fan base, she considered herself a role model, and she took it seriously, and that's why she maintained a real clean and family-oriented image, which was true. You know, I, I just saw this documentary on Mr. Rogers, and they said how he was on camera is how he was in real life. I believe that about her. Mm-hmm. That affable. Yes, yeah, she was very affable. You do believe it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure they portrayed her like that in the movie. I read that um, Jennifer Lopez, for that role, I mean, a ton of women tried out for that role. 22,000 like, and ins- more. Some insane number. Yeah, and they 22,000. Jennifer, and Jennifer lived with the sister for a while. Yes, she did. They became friends. They're mm-hmm. still friends. Suzette. So, so they, she could really Jen understand yeah. what it was like, like to understand her personality yeah. and how she was with her siblings. and. There was just, a bit of a little bit of... Um, you know, people complained at first. There were some she's critics Puerto Rican. because she's Puerto Rican, and they thought, "Why'd you get her?" I think Selma Hayek turned the role down. Selma I Hayek turned I, the role down. I can't unsee Jennifer Lopez as her. She was great. She did amazing. She did I amazing she did a really job. Good job of but Selma to Hayek, her. I think, had the role first, but she was knee deep in Frida. Oh, I love Frida Kahlo. Um, yes, that's why she didn't do it. That's what I read. But anyway, so uh, in 1989, she was offered sponsorship from beer companies, but her dad turned them down. Uh, She said she never wanted to record explicit songs because of her upbringing and because of her fan base, which consisted largely of young girls and young kids. But she was a joyful and very playful person. Like on stage and off, she played lots of jokes on people. So... Once after one of, one of her performances with another Tejano band called La Mafia, Selena prepared a plate of Oreo cookies and she secretly removed the cream filling in the middle the and replaced part. it with toothpaste. <sighs> so she went to go offer it to them and Abraham <laughs> grabbed the cookie. The dad grabbed the cookie and it was like, um, you know, before he grabbed the doctor cookie before she could give it to the band. So she's standing there looking all nervous and looking at her dad like, oh, shoot, right? And he tried it and he was like, oh, these cookies are delicious. 
Got they're mint flavored. <laughs> they're mint flavored. God bless them. And she broke out laughing. It was hilarious. And on another occasion, while performing a duet with another singer, she had secretly stuck a shell of a sunflower seed in her mouth to cover one of her teeth so that when she went to smile and do the song, the person could see it and lost The audience didn't catch it, but the person doing the duet lost it. <laughs> it was very funny. You know, on, she's a kid. I know. I know. She's having fun. I know. Yeah. I still, I I still do that stuff like her. that, she though. She was so young. 89. How old was she? Oh, 89. She was like 18. She was 18. She's a kid. Okay. She's oh, totally. Fun. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to listen to the songs that were mentioned in the series, you can go to a curated playlist of the artists and Spotify under Rockabye's playlist. Please subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. One additional note, the information in the episodes are based on my best research. I'm your host, Melissa. Always remember, you're a shining star no matter who you are. Thank you.